This Prop Talk recording is a news and opinion product that is the property of Original Prop Blog LLC, all rights reserved. Original Prop Blog LLC is not responsible for any statements or opinions expressed by the guests of this program. Live on tape from the OPB studios in Northern California, it's Prop Talk. Brought to you by the Original Prop Blog, we're making analog connections across the world. Each podcast features one-on-one chats with special guests to discuss the hobby of collecting original movie props and costumes. The Original Prop Blog is the original source of news, information, and opinion about authentic popular culture artifacts and memorabilia from film and television. Now, let's join our host, Jason DeBorg. All right, so welcome to Prop Talk. Thank you. And today my guest is Mike Schultz, and uh, he's known as the Shark Guy. And we're actually recording this today at Comic Con 2011. Um, we're sitting outside behind the uh, crazy convention hall and um, enjoying the weather. <laughs> A little bit of, uh, we're not in the midst of 130,000 people right now. Okay, thank, thank you. you very much. <laughs> and actually, uh, we were just informed there's going to be sword, fi- sword fighting around us, which is great. Um, so anyway, <laughs> why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about um, what you're working on today, what got you here to Comic Con, and uh, what's going on? Okay, Jason, thank you for uh, taking the time to be with me and do all this. Uh, my name is Mike Schultz. I'm at Comic-Con basically because of what's called the Bruce NTT. It stands for Nose to Tail Shark. It's a one, one-eighth scale, 37-inch long, what I think to be a perfect replica of the uh, one of the Jaws sharks used for filming the original movie. Um, it's been approved and basically uh, I've been helped along the way by Joe Alves, the man who actually made the shark for the movie. And uh, we've done our best, we've put everything we could into it, we've done our research, and it's been selling for about a year and a half now. We've got a few other sharks coming out now, very large, uh, one six scale bust, uh, over 18 inches long, very, very large mouth, about the size of a real shark nowadays. And uh, we're doing an open-sided shark, about a foot and a half long. It's basically a model a scale model of the right-sided platform shark. For Jaws fans, they know that there was a right-sided shark, there was a left-sided shark, and there was a toe shark. And this one's modeled after an open-sided shark, so you can see all the, the bionics inside. And that's been the, the trick the last few months, is working with Joe Alves to get really good behind-the-scenes photos to get all the, the valving and the, the hoses right. Because uh, I think of these not as action figures, I think of them as fine art. Uh-huh. Whereas a lot of these photographs have already deteriorated, you can't even torture them in Photoshop to get the details out of them. You need to make a model. These models will last like a museum display piece. And maybe it's my museum work I've done in the past, but uh, these pieces will be around a lot longer than I. And that's what I want 50, 60 years from now when, when the photos are gone because the people who worked on it are gone and uh-huh. the photos got left in attics and thrown out and at least there'll be these pieces left that'll show what the, 
the sharks actually really did look like behind the scenes. So now, are, now, are there any surviving um, sharks from the production that you've looked at? No, they they actually took the frame for the first shark and it burned off what was left, had not rotted off skin-wise, and they reworked it for the Jaws 2 sharks, uh -huh. which were, of course, left to rot on the Universal back lot. There is the, the Junkyard Bruce, people call him Junkie. Uh, it's the display shark, the fiberglass display shark they had on uh, the oh. back lot. Yeah. Universal in Hollywood yeah. uh, for many, many years. Ended up in a junkyard. It's now on display. But that's not Bruce. That's a casting from the molds. But to say that's Bruce is to say, take a child's rubber glove and try and put it on an adult man. Right. The, the screen use sharks were, were much stretched out, different shaped yeah. than is, the original model. Is that the one that was on the Hollywood Treasures yes. episode? I believe it's in San Fernando Valley, but I'm not not sure I haven't been out there I've just okay I've used some reference from it but uh, that's the one we're trying to save right now there's yeah. a, the Jaws blog on, on Facebook they are trying to save it get it yeah. restored at least uh, get it protected because there's nothing else the molds are gone uh, so that's a replica that was that came from a mold that's the last casting out of the original molds the last real casting out of the original molds okay and uh, that's as close as you're gonna get unless somebody remodels it like I have in full scale right so and what kind of um, like photographic resources have you had from the original sharks that, you're, that you've used as a reference? Mr. Alves has been very kind uh, to share just about everything he has with me for the first couple of movies. Um, and he and, and Roy Arbogast, another man who's worked on the shark, the mechanical part of it, and the skin, uh, they always complain that they're, they're sorry for not taking very many photographs. Yeah. The, I've I've never seen as many photographs of anything behind the scenes as I, as I have of Bruce. Uh, I've got almost uh, 11 gigabytes of photo reference. Wow. Uh, and some of it is extremely up close detail of just uh, certain components. And so thankfully, I was able to take uh, these gigs and gigs, just tens of thousands of pictures, and and decide which shark I wanted because there's a there are platform sharks that worked on a crane that uh -huh. could be left in position and raised and lowered, raised and lowered on command. There, there's a tow shark, and all these sharks are different. And not only are they different, they're different at different times in the movie. Right. Um, they were trading out the skins because the skins were literally ripping and, and shredding off of the sharks almost on a daily uh, basis. So from scene to scene to scene, the sharks were entirely different. What were the skins made out of? Urethane and foam and neoprene, they tried uh, combinations of fabric backing uh, on, this, on the stretchy areas. Uh, people would be surprised how much of the sharks were actually uh, just manufactured on the spot. The lower jaw wouldn't even work right because they sculpted it open, in an open position. And when they tried to close it, everything was either wrinkling or stretching horribly and tearing. So they would have to tear out enormous sections of the lower jaw or the neck and patch in fabric. Wow. And, and, and depending on the material they're trying, usually urethane, make it up on the spot for the next day's shoot. And so that's why the NTT looks like it does. It doesn't look like just a rubber shark from a Stuckey's. Right. It looks like uh, the right-sided platform shark used at that point in production with the most common skin repairs because it would tear in the same places every time. And uh, that's, that's what NTT is all about, is to capture that moment in history that you can't see just from the movie itself. 
so the right side, does that mean it was just filmed from that side? That's all the only side of it? Yes, that you and the see? left side would be entirely open. Okay. And the only thing that separates the NTT from being as realistic as the right sided shark is this NTT is is a full shark. Uh -huh. It gives the, the, the owner of this collectible uh, basically a full shark. Right. The NTT uh, 2.0 that we're probably going to be releasing next year is. is, is if, if things go the way we're planning right now, we're going to do a, a giant open-sided shark. We're releasing a small open-sided shark now. But you know, the larger the scale you get, the more detail you can pack in. It's, right. can you paint more of a Mona Lisa on the back of a postage stamp, or can you paint a Mona Lisa better on an 18 by, uh, you know, uh, 24 portrait? That's why we're trying to go with these larger sharks to get more detail in. We want, right. um, we just want to blow people away with the detail. Right. Now, do you know how many sharks they made for, for the during the production of the first movie? Well, there were the three sharks that people always hear about, the right side and the left side and the toe shark. And there's a fourth shark, which is what our, our bust, our NTG nose to gill Bruce bust is all about. It's a studio tank shark. Uh -huh. Anybody uh, who's seen the movie knows the, the, the cage scene where Hooper's attacked. That's the studio cage shark. Right. That's what the NTG is all about. That's why it looks different. The eyes are different. and. Uh, so really there was four. Uh, if you were to count all the skins and all the different ways they padded the sharks and all the different tricks they tried, right. it might have been 50. Right, so the basically variations. there was four that they kind of just kept repurposing and trying to get to work in different ways. That and uh, they used a tow rig, not just for the tow shark, but for the fin set. They had a dorsal fin they would tow that they could attach a tail to to swing side to side too. So everything was adaptable. Yeah. Now I know I saw a documentary maybe like six months ago, um, I don't remember what it's called, but a lot of it was focused on the shark and just what a oh, the bio nightmare it was. Biography? Yeah, yeah, that's yes, what it was. That was excellent. Good material on that. Yeah. Now did that um, documentary showcase any of the people that you've been dealing with in your research? Yes. On? Okay. Yes, uh, Mr. Joe Alves, Joseph Alves, he did the... Uh, is our director. Uh -huh. uh, it, it, it spent a lot of time with him, and, and rightfully so. Uh, he's a very, very kind, helpful man. As, as accomplished as he is, to take time with a, a fan trying to right. make a model, it's, it's been phone calls. And that's what this whole production's been like. Uh, I'm working on this, I've got the website, I've got other websites that are featuring my work, we're trying to get the word out, and then one day my phone rings and it's Joe Alves, I'd never met him before. Oh, he so just he got, got in my, touch with you? He got in touch with me. Oh, wow. Hi, Mike, this is Joe. I, I kept the intro from the tape <laughs> that we had our tape on, our, the voicemail. our, our message machine yeah. on at the time, and, and all, the only thing you can't hear on the message is me breaking my neck trying to get to the phone, <laughs> hearing this is Joe Alves calling me, of all people. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've, I've been able to meet uh, incredible people. Um, uh, Greg Nicotero, who of course you know does all the effects for The Walking right. Dead and these movies, he's been an enormous help and encouragement to me. He's a huge Jaws fan. Yeah. He was featured uh, somewhat in the documentary. The Shark is Still Working, which hasn't come out yet for fans. Uh -huh. uh, he's featured heavily in The Shark is Still Working. He's just an enormous fan. If anybody's gonna get the, uh, the Junkyard Bruce Shark, uh, at least restored, uh -huh. if not put somewhere it can be preserve it's going to be him yeah so uh, just meeting all kinds of friends and fans uh, through these websites one little shark does all this yeah <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, growing up when you first saw the movie you know yes. what really intrigued you about it you know what your background is I know you told me that you used to actually 
um, fish for sharks yes. too. So yeah, let me give me give me some background. Well, I was raised in Florida, so we were only about a thousand feet from the ocean when I first started shark fishing. I think about eight or nine years old. Uh, so sharks were nothing new to me. Um, I never got to see the shark when Jaws first came out. Uh, I'm sure you remember when you were when you were young and the movie came out. Every time the shark popped up, people were screaming. Popcorn was flying. We had right. this very large woman in front of us with a very large hairdo and she would just go to pieces every time the shark came up so all I remember <laughs> was her in front of me blocking the screen I didn't catch the shark until uh, the re-release and I liked catching sharks back then but it was Jaws that, that did everything for me yeah and from then on I you know Da Vinci and modern artists they study human anatomy uh-huh uh, I grew up nine, 10, 11 years old, uh, catching sharks, dissecting them, learning how their muscle structure was, uh, sculpting. I learned sculpting because I wanted to make a mechanical shark. So wow. I made my first shark by the age of 11. I've got a free swimming two foot long shark that just swims by itself, no wires hanging out of it. And uh, I've built five since then, but uh, stop motion animation, armature, sculpting, uh, cable control, servo control mechanics, all this because sharks. So that's what started the whole thing. Yeah. So how did you get um, involved in actually making um, these replicas? These current replicas yeah. now? Um, I don't know what really got me into it again. I, I guess if looking back through a, a family album, there would always be a, at some point in the year, any year I've been married for the last 20 years, there's a shark somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sculpting a model or I'm, I'm painting a model or doing a taxidermy or something for a museum. And I, I just wanted to do something that I'd always wanted to do because I've right. been doing all this commission work all these years on the side. Uh, and it's always been on the side. I was, I was full time a couple years ago when Jurassic Park first came out doing dinosaur life-size T-Rexes and things for museums. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, it's been commission work and work for museums. And, and I just wanted to do something that I wanted to do. And yeah. what I'd always wanted to do was a, a perfect scale replica of the Jaws shark. Because uh, you, you can't go anywhere and get any kind of a, a toy or a model of, of a shark that looks like anything a shark looks like. And so I just started doing it for me. I got involved with uh, Fred Stein from Operation Orca and found out a lot of people were interested in, in this, what I was doing, so I started putting pictures up. And uh, hardcore fans started taking notice. Uh, I heard that um, Spielberg had taken notice of it. I, I heard uh, from the, the person who runs the website, uh, Fred Stein, that there were some very high-level people that were members of Operation Orca that were keeping an eye on things. And I found out since then uh, the director of the Grunge is, is a big fan. He bought one of these NTTs. He's, he, I'm supposed to meet him here at some point during the convention. Uh, just, it's, it's amazing how many people were interested in this project. Well, um, long story short, about a year and a half ago, uh, the city of Ozark that I was working for, their police department laid off a whole, our entire uh, 911 team. Wow. And I just decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And I started releasing the NTT as a 75 run. And we were pre-ordered out within the first month or so. And I've been fulfilling those orders and making new sharks ever since. And that's how Shark City Ozark uh, actually happened. Uh, partly dream and partly uh, uh, 
uh, horror <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of being thrown into a situation and thinking, you know what, if anybody's ever going to do this, it's, it's, it really is going to be us. Right. Because we're the ones who love this. And there's a lot of people out there that love the shark, but they don't have the, the metal working or the molding and casting or the painting or the modeling or sculpting skills. So apparently we're doing something right. We've got the, the attention of uh, uh, quite a few people in Hollywood have sent me pictures, have asked me to uh, keep their names out of the loop. Mm -hmm. But it is, uh, I'm in awe of some of the names that have been on these emails and uh, on the other, and other end of the phone. Uh, and I, I still get, I still get uh, tongue twisted yeah. when I meet these people. <laughs> it's, still, it's still Mr. Nicotero for me, it's still right. Mr. Alves for me. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are in this, on these forums that like to throw around, oh, Joe, and oh, Greg. But right. uh, no, I, I know these guys, and they have my respect. Yeah. They do what they do. They're professionals. They do it for a living. Right. That's how they pay their bills. And they've been doing it for years and years, and that's all I want to do. Yeah. It's apparently all I'm good at. <laughs> and uh, this, this is the start, I hope, of some very large things. So... Do you think Jaws just had this real transformative impact on society and, and their view of sharks? I know it did. I know directors have told me that they got into the entire field just because of the movie Jaws. Uh, it, it impacted people, not just like me, who like sharks and like movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I've met marine biologists uh, and I've, I've corresponded with people. and. Uh, I, emails with marine biologists they got into the movie into their field because of jaws and now they're on discovery channel shark week themselves it's amazing uh they want to cry that the movie costs so many sharks their lives uh white sharks are protected now right i don't think they'd be protected now if it wasn't for the movie jaws getting these people into these fields to get active in these fields to protect them i don't see a change happening in 20 years like, right like it happened well, almost 30 years now gosh been that long. Uh, I don't see the kind of changes happening to protect a white shark or any kind of a shark unless a movie like Jaws comes along right. and does what it does to an entire culture. It, it, it changed a lot of people's ideals about everything from special effects to conservation. Right. So how do you feel about the movie? Because obviously if it had never come out, your life would probably be a lot different right now. Where would so what, I be now? What's it like to have a movie have that much of an impact on your life? It's been positive for me. Uh, it's been very, very positive. I would not, uh, I would probably not know how to sculpt. I would not know how to mechanize anything. Uh, I, I would never have made any animation movies. I was one of those different kind of kids animating dinosaurs when he was 12 <laughs> years old with a stop motion, with a Super 8 camera. What would I have gotten into if I hadn't done something creative with my time? I think all my creativity came from being inspired by everything that Jaws was. Uh, would it have been something else? I don't know. It's been kind to me. Yeah. And I'm trying to give back to it. Uh, it's an awkward thing, and nobody wants an interview to go awkward. But, you know, two years ago, I died five times in a period of two days. Uh, my heart shorted out. I had um, a very small problem. Wrong medication made it worse. I'm dead. I know wow. what it's like to die, I know what it's like to have your heart stop, I know what it's like to have needles and paddles and, and agony and drifting off and coming back. And 
that was about the time uh, shortly after when my entire 911 squad was laid off and absorbed by a county 911 where I said you know what I've been I've been a good parent I've been a faithful husband for 20 years I've been paying all my bills on time I've been supporting the credit card companies I've been given the charity once in a while there's more to life than that right I had dreams at one point in my life. I had, when I was a young kid, the dream was I wanted to be Greg Nicotero. I wanted to be a Joel. And I guess that's what NTT has done for me. And I guess that's what dying has done for me. It, it woke me up and, and, you know, I'm 40, almost 44. And I done all these wonderful things that a person is supposed to do, but that's not all life is. Right. And just like, you know, cause you're, you're living your dream. You're doing this and you're a part of this. I'm finally waking up for the first time in my life, and I'm, I'm going out, and I'm, I'm hoping my kids get this imprinted on them as well, that they don't just have to be a good consumer and a good citizen. Right. There's dreams out there, and dreams are valid, and uh, don't you don't have to be a, a number another face in the crowd. Right. You can be like these brave people here at Comic Con wearing their favorite character outfit. <laughs> We've got a thousand stormtroopers in front of yeah. us taking a photo at the moment. <laughs> I wish I had the guts. Maybe yeah. next year I'll have the guts to do something like that. That's yeah. how much, I don't even know if I'll be alive next year. <laughs> and I can say that. You know, I hope I can squeeze everything into every single day that I can. And NPT has, has done that for me. Yeah. And I want to give it back. I want to, it's going to be here a lot longer than I am. Yeah. And all these things, I want to, I want to be able to set my family up. I've got a number of sculptures and models right now. In case something happens to me, they can promote it. Yeah. They can do something. Maybe a toy can be made from it. If anybody, Toinami or, or Sideshow, I'm sure they would do well if they could put the right-sided shark up that I've got modeled already. Or the Mako that I just put on my website, um, sharkcityozark.com, that you'll probably have on this on your page. Uh, they'll be able to do something with these. Right. Who knows what these are going to be for? I want to inspire other people out there to go beyond just being a good citizen and you know, a happy husband yeah and and you know if, if it's what got you into where you're at if it's what why you change the channel to go see something if it's why you stay up late because you want to make sure that the TiVo didn't mess up and you miss your favorite thing if it's what got you into wherever you're at go for it I wish I want to encourage everybody out there who who wants to learn how to sculpt if you don't start learning now, you're not going to start learning next year. Because right. something else is going to be If you got, if you ever want to mechanize something, it's easier now than ever before. I didn't have Google right. when I was 30 years ago. I did not have Google in high school. I had to go to the library. There was no suppliers for latex and for urethane. I had to find commercial products uh, uh, and, and different kinds of paints and. Uh, if I needed aluminum, I had to manufacture it on a, on a, on a, on a charcoal grill and melt down tin cans to wow. get a little block of aluminum. And nowadays you can go to eBay. So it's never been easier to, to accomplish what I've accomplished when I was a kid. Uh, people are doing things now that just blow me away. They can print things out three-dimensionally. Right. I think what I did with my shark is I used a, a, a grid system of measurement, measuring photos, torturing photos in Photoshop to get fine measurements out and averages uh, on a grid that's as fine as a, as a pair of pantyhose. And they're doing that now with computers and laser scanning mm -hmm. and able to print the product out where I spend uh, hundreds of hours in my life with a calculator and a slide rule plotting these things out to get them uh, a model made. And the NTT is as accurate a model of, of the shark from Jaws as a 
Revell's 132nd scale F-16 is of the, of the real F-16. Right. So it's never been easier to accomplish your dreams than it is today. Go for it. So this is your first time at Comic-Con. What are, what are your impressions? It is undescribable and I'm blown away. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't describe it. Words cannot describe the enormity of the building. You could fit a mall and several super uh, super Walmarts in there and have room to spare. I've never seen this many people in, in, in one place. It's uh, Everybody's happy and dressed up and excited and polite uh, and helpful. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah. I thought it would be elbow to elbow and there would be rude people and <laughs> it would be uh, horrible, unmanageable lines and, and here everybody is just, it's been a very positive experience. Uh, I'm very honored to be a part of it. I, this is my first one, like you said, and here I am, I'm speaking on a panel tonight with uh, the people that run the art direction for Mattel. <laughs> I'm so honored. Yeah. This is a highlight of my life. I'm glad it all didn't end two years ago in the back of an ambulance. I, I wouldn't know what it is like to be here right now. <laughs> so I, I hope uh, I can bring something to this instead of just take away and absorb. I don't want to be a sponge. Right. It's a very, very positive experience. I would recommend anybody, anybody who has any fascination with the art of uh, collectibles uh, to come and be a part of this and see. And, Pictures on the internet are exciting, but it's it's more exciting to stand there in front of the the, the real screen used Batman right. uh, suit and, and uh, talk to the people that that actually run Sideshow and actually do some of the work. It's, you've got to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of uh, anybody's um, encouragement to start any project or learn any trade should start here with Comic Con. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, what are the best websites to go to? SharkCityOzark.com. It's uh, no! my site. We are backed by Operation Orca, which we have a link to on our site. It's, it's a little bit of a long address for them. Uh, best place to go is our site, SharkCityOzark.com. Okay. We've got direct email, and uh, they can contact me or my wife or Fred Stein uh, for information. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time today okay. and uh, hope you have a good show. I sure appreciate your time. This is exciting. Thank you. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our program, Prop Talk. For the latest news about the world of original television and movie memorabilia, please visit us online at www.originalpropblog.com.
Um, I have a guy here. Um, you can't even say Moosebusters. 